Praise the name of the Lord this morning. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord. I pray that this morning you feel the presence of God and the assurance of God. This morning you are not alone. You are not forsaken today, but you are protected by the almighty hand of God. And isn't that something to take great comfort and refuge in? Amen? This is not my message this morning, but let me give you the word of the Lord very quickly before I go any further. It resonated in my spirit just a few moments ago. Psalms 21, verse 11. For they indeed... For they intended evil against thee. They imagined a mischievous device which they are not able to perform. Therefore shalt thou make them turn their back when thou shalt make ready thy arrows upon thy strings against the face of them. Be thou exalted, Lord, in thy own strength. So will we sing and praise thy power. Can I tell you today that the enemy is defeated? We this morning can rejoice and we can celebrate that God is everything that he says he is this morning. Amen. I'm so thankful for it this morning. What a week it's been in our nation. What a week it's been for the body of Christ, but we're still standing and we're going to continue to stand. Amen. And uh, so this morning, those that's going to stay in the sanctuary with us, if you have your Bibles, I'm going to ask you to turn to the book of Joel chapter number two. It's going to be there in just a few moments. Uh, those going to class, feel free to do so at this time. But I'm going to try to bring a whole lot of information to you in just a short amount of time today, and I, I pray that we will have ears to hear and hearts to receive the word of the Lord. There's, there's much that could be said, but I want to make sure that I say what God is calling us to say. And uh, this morning, I stand before you, uh, I have the peace of God, uh, but I also have have a heavy weight laying upon me. And uh, part of what I'm going to share with you today, uh, before I brought it to the platform this morning, uh, over the last 48 hours, I have called and I have given it to elder men of the faith. And I have asked them to weigh it carefully. So, they didn't tell me I lost my mind, so I'm going to give you what I got, all right? So I, am, uh, I, I'm, I take it very, very seriously. I'm not one to simply say that, uh, thus saith the Lord all of the time. I know that you guys that are with us know that. Uh, but what I'm getting ready to deliver, part of this message at the, at, towards the close of it, I believe that we need to hear what the Lord is saying, okay? So uh, it may be a little different this morning, but I'm here to tell you that God is doing 
something in the earth right now. And if there's ever been a time for you and I to pray and to trust the Lord, it is now. So I, I am going to do my best uh, to empty myself this morning. Uh, but before I get to where I want us to be today, I want to take us back to last Sunday. I stood in this platform and I shared with you uh, concerning that starting tomorrow we was as a corporate uh, as a corporate body of believers that we were going to enter into 21 days of prayer and fasting I pray that you've been praying for that and over that and that you have allowed the Lord to speak to your heart concerning that I'm not going to re-teach or re-preach what we shared last week but I do want to run through it just very quickly to lay a foundation I'm going to continue uh, with what we were sharing last week uh, for a few moments today. But in Isaiah 58, verse number 8, last week I gave you uh, this passage. It said, Then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and thy health shall spring forth speedily, and thy righteousness shall go before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be thy reward. I will stand here today and tell you that I believe with all of my heart that we are on the brink of experiencing the glory of God. And uh, I do not waver from that, but we, the church of the living God, find ourselves in a very unique time. This is not a time where we're going to eat and drink uh, things of yesterday, but there is brand new manna for those that will trust in the Lord in this season. But in order for us to experience that which God is getting ready to do in the earth, if we're going to experience that in our lives, in our community, and even in our nation, then it comes with the church beginning to self-examine themselves. And we begin to do that. And the only proper way that we can ever self-examine our lives is if we go to a place of prayer as well as fasting. We know today that all throughout Scripture it is talked about and we can read about many men and women that fasted and prayed. I'll give you just a couple of those again. We know that Moses and Elijah and Jesus himself all prayed and fasted for 40 days. We also know that Esther, she fasted for three days. We find that Paul fasted three days. He also fasted often. We also know that David fasted for seven days. Uh, Daniel, he fasted for 21 days. And we see that this was just a few that I could mention that, went them, that found themselves in a time of prayer and fasting. We know that Isaiah 58 is often called the fasting chapter, and the purpose of a fast is simply to humble ourselves and to discipline our souls. That's the, that's the very essence of it, or you could say it this way. It is for us to be brought into alignment with that which God is desiring to do at a given time. We are, when we are to fast, we are to fast unto the Lord, not unto men. We are not to talk about it. We're not to brag about we're doing this or we're doing that. It is never to be based off works. But fasting is just the humbling of ourselves to get into alignment with the things of God. Notice, we are to bring ourselves into the Word of God and the will of God for the specific time that we find ourselves in when we're in this time of prayer and fasting. And you say, when should we fast? Anytime the Lord directs you and guides you, it's an intensified time of prayer and fasting. Yes, you can do that. But also we find that it is biblical for us as a corporation, uh, as a body of believers, to call a time of fasting and prayer. Joel chapter 1, if you was to read chapter 1, 
verse number 14, I believe it is, it says, sanctify ye and call a fast. And we find that this morning, and we're going to talk about that in just a moment, but you say, is it really important for me to fast? Yes. When men and women of God go into a time of prayer and fasting, and let me say this, fasting is just a time of intensified prayer. If you're just going to go without food, you're just on a diet. That You're not going to get any spiritual things out of that. Therefore, when you're going to go without f- uh, food for a time or a season, whether it be one meal, whether it be complete fast or whether it just be specific things uh, you, when your time of prayer and fasting uh, your time of fasting when you normally would be eating you should be in the word or you should be praying you should be spending time alone with the Lord and it is when you do that things absolutely change here's just a few things that has changed through history that you can read of in your Bible you will find that a nation was delivered from death when Esther and the children of Israel fasted for three days you find that the city of Nineveh was spared. We find that demonic spirits was released uh, out of uh, humanity when when men and women fasted. We know that elders was obtained. Uh, in Acts 14, I'm 23, I believe it is, that revelation come because when they began to fast and pray, they began to know what the will of God is. And therefore, we find when you read in your Bibles in Acts chapter 9, you will find where it simply says that the Spirit said... If there's ever a time that we needed to hear what the Spirit is saying, it is now. So that's why this is probably one of the most important times of prayer and fasting of my life. And as we get ready to go into prayer and fasting starting tomorrow, I want you to be very sensitive to what God is saying uh, in this time. This is not a time to be discouraged. It's not a time to be down. But it is a time to be aware of what's going on in our world. Now, as I ministered and preached on preparing for the glory last week, and we began to talk about preparing uh, for the glory of God, I do believe, and I want to say this again this morning, that there is a realigning that is coming to the house of God because of his glory. It is no longer church as usual. It is no longer just going through the formalities. Uh, Those days are over. Uh, If you want that, you're going to find yourself uh, uh, sorely displeased and uncomfortable because God is doing something new and fresh in the earth. Uh, I want you to understand that a new time and season of true worship is upon us. Uh, Men and women are going to begin to worship God in spirit and in truth. Uh, And you today and I today have to make a decision uh, of are we going to be that which God is calling us to be in this time. The time of this latter house is going to be greater than that of the former. We have scriptural for that. Uh, and I want you to talk, I want to talk to you this morning that we are getting ready to experience a greater glory in the house of God. Now, much like the word concerning Jerusalem in, in Zechariah chapter number two, and I talked about this just briefly last week, uh, the church is going to experience the hand of protection. I, I want to say this this morning. For, and, and this is what the scripture says. For I saith the Lord, notice not man, not anybody else, but the Lord said that I will be unto her a wall of fire round about her and will be the glory in the midst of her. You and girl just began to see and hear all kinds of things over the next uh, two weeks in this nation. 99% of what you hear is going to be lies. Okay. 
And it's going to try to tear down your mind. It's going to tear down your spirit. It's going to try to put a spirit of fear upon you. And listen, God has everything under control. Do not let your natural eyes disturb you. Because in the spirit, something's happening. Okay? Now, I'm not here to talk about politics this morning. But I'm going to say to you that God has orchestrated and put men and women in places that you and I do not know of. And God is going to be glorified and exalted in the days ahead. And the enemy is in a place of turmoil right now. Okay? But notice with me. You and I have got to make a choice. We have to believe. And not just believe, but we have to believe only. There's no room for doubt. There's no room for unbelief. But we as men and women of God find ourselves in a place right now where we must truly believe that the word of the Lord is still all power and all authority. So with that being said this morning, I, you see these flags behind me. I left here on Sunday and I, the Lord began to speak into my spirit and then I went and I was in a meeting in uh, Uh, Louisville, Kentucky on Monday night. I was in the middle of a meeting and the Lord began to minister to my heart in a very different manner than I am accustomed to. I was sitting about midway back in a sanctuary. I was listening to the prophet of God. And as as the word of the Lord was going forth, God began to just take me on a journey. And he began to speak into my spirit. And as I was sitting in Louisville, Kentucky, I saw this building. I, you can call it an open vision or whatever you want to call it. I, I, don't, I don't care what you call it. All I know is that me and Jesus had our own thing going, all right? And in the midst of everything that was going on and the people was hearing and hearing the word of the Lord, I was there, but I wasn't there. And all of a sudden, the Lord brought me back into this building. And as I was in this building, the Lord began to show me the nations that is represented behind me by these flags. I don't know if you're aware of what all of these, these are, but let me give them to you very quickly. The first one we have, this is the nation of Iran. In Iran right now is the fastest growing church on the planet, as well as Iran is full of some of the greatest persecution on this planet, okay? We find beside it Russia. Russia, there is a move of God that is starting to take place in Russia, but Russia is a place of great persecution right now for the church. Through its government, it's trying everything it can to silence what God is doing. We find it in Armenia. Armenia has just been tagged uh, on the border of Armenia. I've been there uh, a few times. There is precious people there. There is men of God there, women of God that's giving everything. Uh, and they, are, they have just suffered loss of land because of the evil uh, of this regime, which is Turkey. But God is moving, and God is getting ready to do something supernaturally in Armenia. Turkey right now, I have friends that have had to leave Turkey and they are now in France because of the simple fact I was in their underground church just a little over a year ago and we was worshiping the Lord together and but now they have they are starving these people out. They're trying everything in the world to get rid of people that are there that they know is trying to share the message of Christ. Great persecution. It looks like some are wringing their hands saying, I don't know how we're going to continue to do what we're doing. But God, this morning... 
just stay with me. Some of you may not know what this flag is, but this is the flag of the United States of America. It's one of our very first flags before we ever got the stars and stripes. This is the appeal to heaven. This was on our ships as we was coming over. And I don't have time to preach this, but if you want to find out what this really represents, you can go and you can go online and you can find the appeal to heaven and you can do some amazing research. But can I tell you right now, this nation, this nation is experiencing persecution. Don't really understand the level of it yet, but we'll see how far we get this morning, all right? But right now, can I tell you, you should be very concerned about what's taking place in your nation. I'm not concerned about uh, a lot of the stuff that everybody else is saying, but I'm concerned about the simple fact that people think they can control what you hear, what you see, and what you can say. Listen, uh, I'm going to say the name of the Lord, uh, and I'm going to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, This nation right now is in a very unique place. Uh, we find this here. This is China. And uh, a lot of people know that China is just full of all kinds of stuff. But one thing that they don't tell you is that there is millions upon millions of Christians in China that's had it about to right here with everything. And the glory of God is getting ready to come. And as I was sitting there, this, uh, this is India. I have friends that are working in India. Uh, and we have supported some things in India. But uh, there is something about India that's getting ready to take place here and I don't know why but the Lord showed me this flag as well this flag is South Africa I am not really aware of a whole lot of things going on in South Africa I know that there's there's oppression and I know there's a lot of challenges uh, but I do know I and me and my brother Phil we was uh, we was going to go to South Africa about two years ago and then we we had to cancel that trip uh, because uh, the Lord the timing wasn't right I don't know why the timing wasn't right but God showed me this flag on Monday with the rest of it. And then Guatemala, I've been there over 30 times, and I've, 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 I've got a lot invested there. But uh, the, the, there is something unique about Guatemala at this very moment as well. You say, why is all of these important? I, I, I will say this, that when I was sitting in Louisville, Kentucky, on Sunday evening, uh, or Monday evening rather, the Lord began to take me and show me all across the front of this building, and he began to show me these flags up here. So all I know to do is say, okay, Lord, I'm going to bring flags. Uh, so I brought these flags this morning because when I began to see those flags, the Lord began to say, the glory that you spoke of yesterday in your platform is not just for your nation, but it is for these nations, and you need to begin to pray for these specific nations because I'm getting ready to show myself mightily in these nation. So here I just gave you a prayer chart. It's basically what I've got behind me. Okay, so this morning as we're getting ready to go forward, can I tell you as we go into this time of prayer and fasting uh, that God is, and not only are we going to do the, the pray as the Lord would, that we would just be sensitive, be realigned, but our time of prayer and fasting the next 21 days is to pray specifically for these nations that's here. Iran, uh, uh, Russia, Armenia, Turkey, America, China, India, South Africa, and Guatemala. God is getting ready to do an amazing work in these countries. And I will stand here and ask you to forgive me if that does not happen. Uh, But in the year 2021, revival fire and the winds of awakening are going to begin to blow in these nations. Uh, And therefore, can I tell you this morning uh, that God is up to something supernaturally uh, and we do not have to be afraid uh, of what we may 
hear or see. Uh, I, I, as, and then we come back, and then on Wednesday we begin to hear all kinds of stuff going on in our nation. Uh, but I, but I want to give you something. I'm trying to get to where I need to be this morning. We find that on Wednesday afternoon, in the midst of all of the chaos and the turmoil, for those of you that was here on Wednesday, I, I just shared just a few words that God had dropped into my spirit, uh, and I, and I want to just go over a couple of those real quick before I, I get to where we need to be this morning. I, I began to hear the word of the Lord say in my spirit, I, I'll paraphrase this very quickly, that the Lord simply said this in my spirit, that Capernaum was transformed by the arrival of Jesus in the synagogue. You can read Mark chapter 1 for that. Uh, but he said, now America has been transformed by the re-entry of Jesus uh, into the sanctuary uh, of my house. Uh, and I began to think on those things, and I began to hear the word of the Lord say very clearly. Uh, he said, the rebuke has already been released, and the command has already been issued. Uh, and what that means, if you read that story, is this, uh, that there was a man with an unclean spirit that was in the synagogue. It had went undetected. Nobody had ever dealt with it. Uh, and the reason why is because Jesus had never stepped in there. Uh, but we went from religion uh, to relationship with one arrival of Jesus into that story. Uh, and can I tell you that there has been many things that has left uh, that has been unclean uh, that's been in the house of God and in this nation uh, and it's went undetected uh, because of the condition of the backslidden church. But God said uh, that while I'm stepping in because of the prayer of repentance that's been going forth from my people, uh, he said, I have done the same thing that I did then. Uh, I have rebuked the demonic and I have commanded him to flee. Uh, now, in this story, you will find that when the devil was leaving the man, it says it tore him uh, and he cried aloud. Uh, God said that, he, that you're hearing the cry and you're seeing the tearing. Uh, but do not be alarmed by what you hear and see uh, because it is leaving. Uh, can I tell you this morning uh, that our best days are still ahead? Uh, we do not have to sit in fear this morning. But we do have to be men and women of God. Now, a minister in Oregon on Friday morning, this is what he saw. I promise I'm getting to Joel chapter 2 in just a moment. Friday morning, minister out in Oregon, he says that, he said, I was soaking in the presence of the Lord and I was taken in the spirit and I saw a whole event unfold before me. He said, I was taken into a vast open field and the atmosphere was very thick and heavy. And as I looked all around me, I saw innumerable men and women. They were young to old in every different color gathering together. They were lining up and getting in formation. All of the people were dressed in white garments and they had many different tools in their hands. They all were shining like many bright lights. I then looked at myself and seen that I was dressed like them and I felt there was, a, there was an intensity and there was an excitement in me. And he says, as I looked at all the other people around me, I could see that they were feeling what I was feeling. He said, as I was standing there, I heard a loud sound that was released. Uh, the sound was extremely loud and the vibrations went through the atmosphere like a knife. He said, the vibrations went through my being in waves, meaning it would come and then it would come again. It would just continue to come. 
And as he began to see this, he said, we all began moving forward very fast. And he said, as I looked to my left and my right, I saw all the people were on fire and it looked like a wall of fire. As we were moving forward, everything around us was catching on fire. Notice, there were people that didn't look like we did or the way that we was dressed and their clothing began to catch on fire and began to burn. These people that had caught fire and were burning, all of a sudden, they did look like us, and they stepped into formation, and their garments changed to the garments that we had on. The sound of all the people was tremendous, and the ground began to shake. And in front of us was this huge city, and we continued to go forward. And we entered into that city, and this army of people went through and over everything that was in their path. And they went everywhere, and they never looked back. John, as he began to see this, he said, Lord, I'm not really understanding exactly what I'm looking at. And he said, he heard the Lord say this, this is my army for the end time harvest, and you are in it. This is what the prophet Joel spoke of. I want to make this statement this morning. The trump of the Lord has been blown. And the Holy Spirit is enlisting soldiers in his army. And this last day army will walk in unprecedented glory and power like we have never seen before. Now I want to take you to Joel chapter 2, beginning in verse number 12. Therefore, also now, somebody say now. Therefore also now saith the Lord, turn ye even to me with all your heart and with fasting and with weeping and with mourning and rend your heart and not your garments and turn unto the Lord your God. For he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness and repenteth him of the evil. Who knoweth if he will return and repent and leave a blessing behind him, even a meat offering or a drink offering unto the Lord your God. Notice it says, blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify fast, call a solemn assembly. Verse number 17, let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep between the porch and the altar and let them say, spare thy people, O Lord, and give not thy heritage to reproach, that the heathen should rule over them. Wherefore should they say among the people, where is their God? Then will the Lord be jealous for his land and pity his people. Yea, the Lord will answer and say unto his people, Behold, I will send you corn and wine and oil, and ye shall be satisfied therewith, and I will no more make you approach among the heathen. But I will remove far off from you the northern army and will drive him unto a land barren and desolate with his face towards the east sea and his hinder part towards the utmost sea and his stink shall come up and his ill savor shall come up because he hath done great things. Stay with me. Fear not, O land. Be glad and rejoice for the Lord will do great things. Be not afraid, ye beasts of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness do spring 
for the tree beareth her fruit, the fig tree and the vine do yield their strength. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. Don't you miss this. And the floors shall be full of wheat, and the vat shall overflow with wine and oil. And I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. And you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord, your God that hath dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be ashamed." And he shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord your God and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaid in those days will I pour out my spirit. I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and terrible day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord has said, and then even in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. I want to know if there anybody in the remnant in this room this morning. I, I, I'm going to take a few moments and I want to say to you right now, as I stood here last week, I will stand here today and tell you that this is a time where we must prepare for the glory of God. And I know this morning that some of you may be a little distraught. Maybe some of you are a little overwhelmed. And some of you are trying to process some things in the natural and in your ability. You're not getting the answers. And you may even feel like that, that men of God have, have missed it and, 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 went a, and have failed to really hear from God. But I'm going to stand here and tell you this morning that God is doing something in this moment that is far greater than anything we can really comprehend in the natural. But in my time alone with the Lord, I began to, and you can do whatever you want to with what I'm getting ready to give you over the next 15 minutes or so. You and I today find ourselves in a place where we have to understand that the book of Joel that was written, it is a prophetic book. But we will find that in this book, the day of the Lord is mentioned five times. It's repeated five times in the book of Joel and is also found in Amos, Obadiah, Zephaniah, and Malachi. It always speaks, please hear me, when it is spoken, the day of the Lord, in these passages of scripture, it is always dealing with a divine intervention into the world system. So please hear me. What we are getting ready to experience, I believe, over the next week and a half, two weeks, and maybe even beyond, but especially in the next two weeks, uh, is we're, get, we're experiencing, we're already in this now, but we're getting ready to experience a divine intervention uh, of the throne of heaven uh, coming down and putting his foot up on earth uh, and, uh, and, and, and intervening uh, on behalf 
of his people. Can I tell you this one more time in Psalms 21 and in verse 11, for they intended evil against thee. They imagined a mischievous device which they are not able to perform. There's some things in motion right now uh, that they think uh, men of evil uh, and spiritual wickedness in high places, which is our enemy. Uh, and they think we are in control, uh, but they are not going to be able to perform uh, what they think they're going to perform uh, because right now we find ourselves, and this is where I want to be this morning. Uh, right now, I want to encourage you and tell you uh, that you have not been abandoned. Uh, God has not forsaken his post, uh, but right now, uh, you and I are in a place uh, where I sense uh, is God's orchestrated delay. Now, Notice, uh, if something is orchestrated, it means that it is something that has been arranged. Uh, it means that through great, uh, through, through great uh, means of clever or thorough planning, uh, it has brought itself into being. Uh, and when you begin to talk about a delay, you're really talking about uh, it means to impede the process. Uh, it means to allow things uh, to, 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 to be placed uh, where things do not happen uh, on the schedule that men think it should happen. Uh, so today, uh, you may, why, what's the purpose uh, of this season then if this is orchestrated by God? Uh, I, I'm going to give you uh, what God has gave me in my time of prayer uh, and my time of in his word this week. Uh, and I stand here very heavy this morning. Uh, but I'm going to go on record today and I'm going to tell you that right now uh, where we're at in the United States of America is, is, is setting the stage for the glory to come, not just to here, uh, but to all of these and others. Uh, but listen, uh, the purpose uh, of this orchestrated delay that we're in right now uh, is to expose uh, and to remove uh, the unbelieving. Uh, I got to tell you this morning uh, that when doubt is present, uh, no mighty work is able to be done. Uh, but there's a mighty work that's about to take place. Uh, and it's going to begin in the house of the Lord. Uh, so I got to tell somebody, uh, it's time to get prayed up. Uh, it's time to get in the word. Uh, it's time to get to a place where you're aligned with God uh, because there is a removing of the unbelieving uh, and the unbelief, uh, but God's about to do something powerful. Uh, can you say, hell, do you really have Bible for that? Can I tell you, uh, if I'm not able to work uh, in the midst of unbelief, that's one thing. Uh, but when Jesus said, I can't even move uh, where there's unbelief, you say, do you have scripture for that? Absolutely. Uh, Matthew 13, uh, 54 through 58. We find when Jesus come uh, into his own country, uh, he walked into their synagogue uh, and he begins to teach and they was astounded. They said, man, who, who does he think he is? Uh, is it this Mary and Joseph's son? Uh, but then he says, uh, and they was offended by him. Uh, but Jesus said unto him, a prophet is not without honor uh, except for in his own country and in his own house. Uh, and he did not many mighty works there uh, because of their unbelief. Can I tell you uh, that what is happening right now uh, over the last few days God said you know what uh, everybody thought going to be this way this way this way uh, I'm just going to make sure uh, I'm going to pause this thing uh, I'm going to make people have to trust me uh, and can I tell you uh, unbelief has been removed uh, in some of the highest offices of the land uh, as well as the highest offices of the church uh, but there is a mighty work that's about to take place uh, I need somebody to understand 
understand uh, that God is still God. Uh, not only can I tell you this morning uh, that unbelief has been dealt with, uh, but I'm here to tell you this morning uh, that Judas has also been removed. Uh, i got to tell somebody this morning uh, that you better be careful. Uh, you got to make sure. Uh, listen, uh, there are those that have made deals. Uh, read Matthew 26, uh, 14 through 24. Uh, you'll find that there's some people that's been making some backroom deals, uh, and I'm not talking about in the halls of Congress, uh, but I'm talking about over the last several years in the, in the house of God. Uh, they've made deals with the devil, uh, but God's saying, I'm exposing them. Uh, Judas has been removed from the circle, uh, and the circle's about to become pure. Uh, it's about to walk with holiness. Uh, it's about to walk in power. Uh, it's about to walk with authority. Can I tell you, uh, this delay uh, is something uh, that is not detrimental to the faith, uh, but it is purging the faith uh, where we're about to go uh, and experience the glory of God. Uh, listen, my friend, uh, on a Sunday morning, uh, early in the year uh, of 2021, in the midst of the morning watch, uh, you got to get ready because can I tell you uh, what you don't understand uh, is that God is looking through the pillar of fire and the cloud and he's saying, I still see that enemy, uh, but there's about to be a destruction. Uh, I got to tell somebody today uh, that God is going to do it again. Uh, I'm going to build your faith this morning. Uh, this thing's not over. Uh, we're not dying. Uh, we're not going down in defeat, uh, but we're about to rise up uh, in power uh, and authority. Uh, and God uh, is about to be glorified. Uh, your children are about to know him as Lord. Uh, there's about to be a generation uh, that begins uh, to move uh, by the unction uh, of the power of the Holy Ghost. Uh, listen, uh, I don't care what the leaders say. Uh, God is coming. Uh, I don't care how much they persecute. God is coming this morning. In the midst of this orchestrated delay, you hear me, and you hear me well. This delay is allowing the repositioning of the host of heaven around the saints of God. Right now, there is a moving of the angelic host of heaven. Listen, my family, they, they make fun of me sometimes. Because sometimes I drive down the road. I've done it since my kids was little. I'd just be driving down the road. There'll be a cornfield or whatever. I'll just beat my horn and wave. And they say, who are you waving at? I said, you didn't see them? They said, you're crazy. Well, I was going through. I, I, I was going through Liberty yesterday. There wasn't nobody on the porch. I just waved. Austin looks. Kyla's behind and says, he ain't got no sense. He does that all the time. She said, and this is what she said, and sometimes if it's out by a field and there ain't nobody and we all learn, he says, oh, and he said, who are you waving at? He simply say, I'm just waving at his angel. Can I tell you, there's an angelic host of heaven encamping around about the church and it's been strategically realigned. Can I tell you, there is nothing, there is nothing going to come nigh thee if you'll trust Jesus. This delay is not only repositioning the host of heaven around the saints, 
can I tell you, it is as well as giving a rest to the prophet. I know some of you think you need to shoot a prophet. Don't you dare think that way. Because that can I tell you. I'm going to go on record. Lord, Lord, Lord. Even for those that have publicly apologized for getting it wrong. And I'm not talking just about a political thing. Because it's all intertwined. They apologized prematurely. And I don't say that. I don't know how all of this stuff in the natural is going to look and work out, but I'm going to tell you something. The men of God didn't get it wrong. I'll leave it there. But I will tell you this, that in this moment of delay, there are many that has finding themselves much like Elijah did. They've ran to the hills, and I'm not judging them. But they've ran to the hills. But while they're in hiding right now, there's a still small voice that's coming. And as we come out of this delay, you hear me. You hear me well. As we come out of this delay, God is giving the prophets a new assignment. And it's not just about to talk about prophetic things that's to come, but it's about to come and to begin to anoint. There's some Haziel's, and there's some Elisha's. Notice, if you read the story in 1 Kings chapter 19, when the Lord come to the prophet, he's in hiding. He feels overwhelmed. He's like, oh, my Lord, everything's done. Jezebel said she's going to kill him. Listen, Jezebel's getting ready to be defeated, right? I'm telling you, in the very near future. But listen. In the midst of everything, the Lord said, I want you to go anoint a king over Syria. I want you to go anoint a king over Israel. But then I want you to go find Elisha that's out there with, the, with his daddy's oxen and everything. And I want you to anoint him to be something he's never been. I'm going to tell you something right now. I don't care what all of these political powers say. Because, listen, I've done my research on a lot of these, and they're evil. But, listen, I don't care what they say. But there, when, the, when God released the prophet to begin to anoint, uh, we're not just going to begin to anoint in this house, uh, but we're about to anoint some leaders in some nations. Listen, my friend, there is a setting apart that's taking place not only in the natural realm, but right now. There is a dividing in the spiritual arena. I'm going to give you something very clearly. Y'all pray for me that I have strength to finish this thing this morning. The word of the Lord is saying this. I am pulling back. I am putting back into the hand of my chosen men the rod of Aaron. Now I want you to hear me. Exodus chapter 7, verse 10 through 12. And Moses and Aaron went in unto Pharaoh. God is sending his prophet, he's sending his church to stand before men in natural authority in this delay. You hear me? And they did so as the Lord had commanded, 
And Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and before his servants, and it became a serpent. Then Pharaoh also called the wise men, the sorcerers, and the magicians of Egypt. They also did in like manner with their enhancements, meaning this, that they also throw down their rods and they became serpents. But when they cast down their rod and they became serpents, know it, but Aaron's rod swallowed up their rod. The Lord would say to you and I today, you cannot see naturally but now there is a swallowing up that's taking place in the spirit realm. And the sorcerers, the wise men, and the magicians, they are been devoured, says the Lord. Now, in this season, just like in Christ's time of obscurity, when he went into the tomb, there was three days of silence on the earth and it looked like it was all over. His followers was mourning. They was weeping. They was uncertain of what their future was. But you hear me. All of the while, hell was being defeated. And very early in the morning, the dawning of the first day of the week, a brand new beginning was being birthed in the midst of darkness. And there was getting ready to be an illuminating light that hit this earth like it never had before. I'm going to tell you this morning right now, first day of the week, early in the morning for some of you, because you all don't know what 3 a.m. is. Early in the morning for some of you, you need to begin to prepare for the glory because in the midst of God's orchestrated delay right now while you're sitting here listening to this preacher, hell is in turmoil right now. Amen. The dawning of the new thing is beginning to break forth, says the Lord. As I was sitting in my office just a couple of days ago, I began to hear very clearly these words. Glory, glory, glory. I got to tell you this morning. The glory, the glory, the glory. It's not way off, but it is ever near. And right now, I've got to build your faith just a little bit more. Isaiah 42, you've heard me quote it time and time again. Verse 6 through 9, I'm going to read in your hearing. I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness, and I will hold thy hand, and I will keep thee, and I will give thee for a covenant of the people, for a light of the Gentiles, to open the blind eyes, to bring out of the prisons, uh, from the, the prisoners from the prison and them that sent in darkness out of the prison house. I am the Lord, this is my name, and my glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. Behold, meaning look now, 
the former things are come to pass and new things do I declare before they spring forth. I tell you of them. God is telling you. He's telling me right now, don't be so focused on what used to be. That was fine then, but in the present right now, new things are been declared. Just because you can't hear them naturally doesn't mean it's not happening. Uh, but can I tell you in recent days uh, from the throne room of God, uh, he has heard uh, the cries of his people. Uh, he has heard the prayer of repentance. Uh, and he is simply turning uh, and there is a healing that's coming. There is a deliverance that's coming. Uh, there is a hope that's coming. Uh, there is a glory that's coming. Uh, but he's saying, I'm trying to tell you right now uh, that don't be caught up on yesterday. Uh, but just begin to look in the present. I got to tell you uh, that right now you need to understand Isaiah 43, 15 through 21. I'm not going to read it, uh, all of it, but let me give you 19. Uh, he says, behold, uh, I will do a new thing. Uh, now shall it spring forth. Uh, shall ye not know it? Uh, he said, I will even make a way in the wilderness uh, and rivers in the desert. Uh, can I tell you right now, no man is going to be able to get the glory uh, for what about to take place in this nation uh, and the nations of the world uh, but God himself uh, by and through his Holy Ghost uh, is preparing to present to the world uh, heaven's power uh, and heaven's authority uh, and yes he is going to do what he's always done since Acts chapter 2 uh, he's going to do it through his church uh, this delay is coming to an end quickly says the Lord uh, but in the midst of the end of it uh, there is a release of corn, wine, and oil to satisfy the people of God. What does that mean? It means that there's a fresh word that's coming. It means that there's a fresh outpouring of Holy Spirit coming. I gotta tell you when that happens in just a few May, a few days from now, notice we're going to experience it is in that moment then will the Lord be jealous for his land and he's going to pity his people. But he says, fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice for the Lord will do great things. Listen, it's a serious time. It's a difficult time. But greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Listen, you don't have to be distraught. You don't have to be full of fear. But this morning, you can stand with confidence and say uh, that I know that I know that I know uh, that the God that was at the edge of the Red Sea uh, is the God that's present now. Uh, the God that was in the lion's den uh, is the God that's present now. Uh, the God that was at the fiery furnace uh, is the God that's present now. Uh, can I tell you this morning, uh, church, you ought to get ready uh, for the greatest move of God uh, that this world's ever saw or known. Uh, listen, uh, I don't know uh, exactly what it all looks like uh, but I'm going to tell you uh, that there is a wall that's getting ready to come down uh, and there's a group of people about to go into Iran uh, and it's about to be turned upside down. Uh, it might just be one of your sons or daughters that goes. Uh, can I tell you uh, Russia is about to experience a move of God. Uh, this morning uh, Armenia is getting ready to break off the chains of religion uh, and it's about to go back to a Holy Ghost field experience with God. Uh, Turkey, uh, oh, uh, the president of Turkey uh, is about to be judged 
says the Lord uh, and that which he thinks is building uh, is about to be poured down uh, and God will set up the one uh, that is to be there. Uh, America, uh, oh America, uh, you don't need to be fearful this morning uh, but we're going back to where we started. Uh, We're going back to a place of purity. Uh, We're going back to a place uh, where we will get uh, under the glory cloud of heaven again. China, the walls are coming down. The voice of the Lord is going to be heard like it's never been heard because of the glory. Can I tell you, India is about to experience a move of an authentic power and presence of God. South Africa, Lord, I don't know what you're doing, but if this is the day for me to go, I'll go because I don't understand everything there. But I know this, there's a generation that's going to go from Guatemala and they're going to take that whole region. They're not staying within the confines of their country. What am I saying this morning? God's orchestrated delay is preparing for the glory. You need to be excited because God is still in control. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm I'm ending, I'm ending. But Isaiah 40 verse 5 says, And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. You're about to witness with me, and I'm about to witness with you something that's not on the calendar of men. But it has been released from the throne room of heaven. Isaiah 62, 60 and verse 2 simply says, The Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon you. I'm going to decree and declare over you this morning right now that the Lord is getting ready to rise and settle down upon you, and the world's going to see his glory through you. Habakkuk 2 and 14 simply says, For the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory. What is getting ready to take place in the first watch of this year? Please hear me. It's going to do nothing other than bring glory to the Lord. I see men in just a few days wagging their heads simply saying what I've heard my father say in the spirit for years, and I never understood what he was saying until recent days. I never did get the revelation of it, but I've got it in recent days. Simply this, for years I've heard my my father say this, and they will say, my, my, my. My father's prayed that in the spirit probably for 30 years. For 30 years he's been preparing for the glory. Just a few days. Just a few days. Don't let this orchestrated delay take your joy, take your peace, take your rest. But I'm here to tell you that God is moving. From the obscurity of the unknown, God is getting ready to step. Not only as they come to the piano this morning, not only is he moving his hand above us,
But we're getting ready to experience, I believe this with all my fiber that's in me, we're getting ready to experience the setting down of his foot upon this nation and these nations behind me in such a manner that the rest of the nations of the world is going to begin to tremble at his glory. So what does all of this have to do with me, Pastor? It is when the children of God gets into the presence of God that everything begins to shift and change. I made a statement last week. It says when the glory comes, everything changes. Everything is getting ready to change. There's such a penetrating in my spirit this morning. I, I want you to understand you could say this represents persecution this represents persecution this represents corruption at very high levels corruption and persecution corruption persecution of individuals great persecution persecution and great difficulty great difficulty and persecution corruption at its highest you can identify all of these places with that or you can begin to see as God sees and says oh what a harvest is in the field oh what a harvest in the field oh what a harvest Oh, what a harvest. I can tell you a little bit about this. Right now they say there's about 5,000. I think that number is a little low. They, say there's, they think there's 5,000 out of 50 million that are Christian. Oh, what a harvest. I believe we have some secret saints there because I've been there. I think that number is a little distorted. Oh, what a harvest. 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 So what are we going to do? Are we going to say this morning, you know, 2021's came, and man, it started with a bang, and I'm just going to do what I've always done. I'm just going to go sing a song, hear a message, and then go about my life. You're not going to experience much. A lot of disappointment, a lot of grief, or you can begin to look as God is looking and say, you know what, there's a world that's getting ready to experience His glory, and you can be right smack dab in the middle of it. But the choice is yours. The choice is mine. Today, today, in this time of delay, what are you preparing for? Right now, what are you preparing your heart for? 
Are you preparing for defeat? Are you preparing for victory? Are you preparing to be the hands and feet of Christ? Or are you preparing to just go through the motions for another week, for another day? This morning, I pray that you begin to prepare for the glory. Because when the glory comes, our children, our grandchildren, our nieces, our nephews, our community, our nation, the nations of the world, begins to be able to experience the releasing of strongholds of darkness and bondage, begins to experience the magnificent power of the King of glory. As we stand all over the house this morning, how many knows he's great this morning? There's none like him this morning. There's nothing like him this morning. You may have walked in here heavy-hearted today. You may have walked in here distraught, not knowing. But I'm going to tell you this morning, I'm putting it all on the line this morning. I'm telling you that we're getting ready to see the light break forth. There is a healing hand that's coming to the church and there is a cloud of glory that's about to rest upon us but we got to just do one thing we just have to have faith to believe Darius don't bother the master any longer your daughter is dead Jesus turns and says, Darius, believe only. Mary and Martha, Jesus, if only you would have been here, my brother would not have died. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. Oh, I, I, know, he'll, I know he'll live again in the last days at the resurrection. No, you don't understand. I am the resurrection and the life. What he was saying is, is anytime I step in, death has to flee. But notice, but by this time he stinks. Can I tell you right now, there's some things in this nation, it's already smelling. But here's all God needs. Should have brought me a stone. He just needs somebody to have faith. Let's see, it might roll. Somebody have to bail me out if I break it. Just need somebody to have faith just to roll the stone away. Just roll it away. Is there anybody that will believe this morning? See, because what was getting ready to come out of a tomb was glory. It's about to be the glory of God. I'm going to tell you something right now. I know this isn't popular and some people think I've done lost my mind. That's okay. 
Here's what's happening. These might work quite well. For too long we've been nothing burning, nothing moving. But the glory of the Lord is beginning to burn again in the house of the Lord. This morning right now, I refuse to allow the enemy to let my light go out. I refuse for the enemy to, I'm not going to let the enemy take my joy, my peace, my rest. Listen, I know the back of the book. I know we win, but also know this, that I don't just win there, but I win here because I can take authority. I can speak. I can bind. I can lose. I can operate in a realm when I trust God, but I got to have faith. I need you to have faith. As we enter into this 21 days of fasting and prayer, I need you to have faith like you've never had. I just need you to get up every morning, wash your face, make yourself as beautiful as you can. You don't need to tell the world what you're doing, but you need to go to a time of prayer, intensified prayer. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you about come January 31st, as this fast comes to an end, as we come out of the first watch of this morning, by the time February 1st comes, you're going to begin to hear the roar of the sea again, and you're going to begin to see some dead bodies on the edge of your Red Sea, and God's getting ready to get the glory. Come February, there's going to be a new song. It's a song of victory. It's going to be a shout of praise and glory. Listen, I, as, listen here, here's what I'll say to you this morning in closing. There is about to be the shaking of a tambourine again. Come back to the house of God in the spirit realm. Because a song has been birthed. But you're going to have to believe right now and realign and move by the unction of the Holy Spirit. If that's you this morning, you're willing. You may come in here heavy. You may come in discouraged. I'm going to tell you right now, your encouragement is right here in this house. He simply says, call upon me and I'll give you rest. Maybe you need a healing touch in your body this morning. Can I tell you right now, he is your healer. He's your deliverer. Maybe you just need to tell the Lord, Lord, I'm, I'm positioning myself for the glory. Maybe that's you this morning. I'm going to invite you just to come and stand across the front of this building. I want us to pray corporately together this morning. Won't you come? You'd say, God, I, I'll, I'll be who you called me to be. I, I'll, I'll do what you called me to do. Lord, I, I, I'm trusting you. You can stand. You can kneel however you want to pray this morning. But right now, I'm going to ask you to prepare for the glory. Don't allow what you hear or see here disturb what's here. God's saying to you and I today, trust me. Trust me. Trust and obey. As they minister in song this morning, dear Heavenly Father, as we stand in your, in your house all across this building, Lord, we stand joining our faith together, believing that you are our source and our strength. We stand knowing that you are the great physician, that you are the one that is able to do exceedingly abundantly what we ever ask or think. Lord, we know today that there is nothing too hard for you. Lord, and today I pray that there would be just a wave of encouragement that would come to your people. I pray today, Lord, that there would just be a, a peace that passes all understanding. And Lord, I pray today, Lord, that there would just be, uh, Lord, just an overwhelmingness of your, of your Holy Spirit just settle down. 
young and old alike today, Father, I pray, Lord, that we would experience you. Lord, in this time, in this season, Lord, we pray for our nation. We pray for our leaders. We pray for our men and women of faith. Lord, those that are leading us and guiding us. Lord, I pray for the body in general. Lord, that they would not be weary in well-doing, but Lord, that they would do like Dryas did, just choose to believe in the midst of everything that's going on in our world so that we could see you move mightily. Lord, I thank you that dead things are about to live. I thank you, Lord, for the moving of your spirit. I thank you, Lord, Lord, for touching the hearts of men and women right now, even those that have went wayward. Father, I thank you for calling them home. And Lord, I thank you for your glory that we're about to experience. Lord, I pray for each individual that's in the front of this building right now, whatever their need may be. Lord, I pray that you administer to them Lord, I pray that you would encounter them and right where they're at right now. And Lord, let them feel your arms of love. Let them feel the power of your spirit. Lord, we pray this in your precious name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hi, everybody. This is Pastor Jade Abrams here. I want to thank you for joining us today. And I also want you to connect with us. You can find us on all the social media platforms listed below. And we would love to catch up with you, hear what God has spoke to you, and continue to follow us. And we love you, and God bless you.